Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. We have another installment of our Asian Australian project um, collaboration. So AAP at our table. Today, we have a very special guest, Charlene from the AAP's writing team, joining us all the way from Melbourne. Um, welcome, Charlene. So Charlene is a third year university student studying media and comms majoring in professional writing and editing, and she's also the youngest member of the AAP team. So today we have Charlene here to talk about her experience growing up as a mixed Asian Australian, the Asian Australian community in Melbourne. So we're kind of comparing the different experiences in Sydney and Melbourne, and also we will touch on her experience in the arts and also her experience as a writer. So again, welcome Charlene. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Oh, good. Um, to kick us off, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up in Melbourne, if that was where you grew up, and what your cultural background is? Yeah. So, yeah, I was born and raised in Melbourne, Western suburbs, so a very Asian community. And my cultural background, I'm half Indian and then quarter Filipino and Vietnamese. So my mom's half Filipino and my dad is Indian. So this definitely made for a very unique experience. Is there a specific culture that influences you more? Mm. I would say that there isn't really one that influences me more. I feel I just kind of identify myself as an Asian Australian. Mm -hmm. Just because when you have like so many cultural backgrounds, it's kind of hard to like find a community within like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to hang out with, like, for example, I don't look Indian. So I can't like one time I went to like, there was like um, a week at my uni and there was like Swim Ben Punjabi Club, which is like, an Indian club and I was just like you know chatting to them and they kind of like treated me like an outsider which mm. I kind of already feel anyway but I was like damn like you know I can't be part of them I can't be part of Filipino or Vietnamese either which is kind of something I've already had to like I've never looked like one thing so I can't really belong anyway so it's kind of as I grew up I kind of just accepted that all of them I don't have to be one more than the other I can just be all mm-hmm. of them at once and that's kind of a thing that most or just mixed people have in general, like yeah. an experience that we have. So, yeah, I just really feel comfortable and most proud about just saying like I'm Asian Australian. And if, you know, culture comes into it, like if I can like, you know, it feels good that I can relate with so many people. I don't yeah. relate with one, which is kind of just like a gift in itself. And, you know, I love my cultures and just being Asian, being Australian, then having those cultures as well. Just all of it. Just, you know, it's all part of me. And it's just really something I love about myself. Oh, I love that. And then. I guess you spoke about coming from the western suburbs of Melbourne. I actually didn't know the western suburbs was like an Asian area. Because I <laughs> yeah. guess in in Sydney, the western suburbs is also the Asian area. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. So I wonder, like, what are the different Asian areas in Victoria or Melbourne? Yeah. Um, well, I can only speak for, like, the Vietnamese areas just because that's, like, my background. So yeah. where I live, it's western suburbs. So, like, Footscray, Sunshine. Oh, right. mm. And I live like in a smaller suburb, but it's around that like district. And then there's also like Springvale, which is like, I want to say, it's either north or east. I can't really remember, but that's a beer. <laughs> I've never been there, but I just know it's beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Box Hill. That's just all that I know of. I just know like, because I never really explored like Victoria until after I graduated high school. Like I just right. thought like, oh, where I live is just like, oh, this is Victoria. But then I realized how big, <laughs> like, yeah, like I was very sheltered. Um. Um, I realized like Victoria is so huge. There's like lots of Viet, Viet suburbs. There's also like really white suburbs. I just yeah. never knew about it. I just like, yeah. oh, this is Victoria. I didn't realize how big the world was. So yeah, it was yeah. definitely a culture shock when I went to uni. 
I oh, think yeah. that's, that's the same experience that we have here. Like where we grew up, Cabramatta, we, we call the area, like the council area, like the Fairfield bubble. And a lot of the times we talk about how when people go to uni, it's like getting out of the Fairfield bubble. And I feel like that's the equivalent experience. So it's funny that Melbourne basically has ex- essentially the same thing. Yeah. 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 What it's was like, that? Yeah, oh, sorry. No, go. No, you go. No, I was, just, I was just saying that like what you were saying about thinking that your your suburb is Victoria. Like I felt like when we were in growing up in high school in Karamata, I never really thought about race or like cultural differences because the area we grew up was predominantly Asian. Like, I don't know why I just thought this yeah. was Australia. Like, yeah. really thought, exactly the yeah. same thing I went through. <laughs> I'm like, this is Australia. Like, this is what people look like. And then you go to uni, I was like, oh, hold up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a minority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. Yeah. Sorry, Wendy, you'll cut you off. No, that's okay. I was just going to ask, um, what does like your household look like in terms of like growing up in such a, I guess, mix of cultures? What does like, the average day look like? Yeah. Um, well, you know, lots of right off the bat, just the food is just always, you know, always hidden. There's always like more than one dish to have. Um, I've lived with like, so I live with my parents and my my brother, my sister. And then I've lived with my grandparents for like the past, I want to say 10 years. Mm-hmm. So then that adds like, you know, my grandma also makes, you know, dinner. So, you know, it's always very loud. Um, I guess this is kind of an Indian thing, but like, you know, always, well, I guess it's Asian as well, but just the pots and pans just always, you know, go in and it's just literally, it's it's never quiet in my house. Um, Cause either my mom's cooking, my grandma's cooking, you know, obviously the siblings. Yeah. There's just also a lot of like cultural events as well. So we like celebrate Chinese New Year. Um, Diwali is coming up. Um, You know, just, there's a lot of things. Oh, you get all the good, the good calendar events. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, and also there's so many things that, especially just for the um Indian side of it, I don't really know the events, but I'm just like part of it anyway. I'm just like, oh, there's another one. Like it's always there's always something going on. I'm just like really happy to be part of it. And my grandparents will just get me into like, ooh, yeah. That's that's the the Asian experience, Asian Australian experience in a nutshell. Like we celebrate, you know, the Western holidays here and there with our friends, but we also celebrate the asian holidays but they're not really obviously recognized in the australian calendar year so it's like such a strange experience to have both but you get the best of both worlds i would say do you have any like fond memories from your childhood growing up in victoria um yeah um i just i feel like my childhood was just really fun just because i always we always hung out with our like cousins like we all live in the western suburbs so Every like once a month, um, we would meet up at my wife's house. So like my maternal grandmother, um, she lives literally two minutes away from me. So we would just all hang out, like literally to this day, like once a month, we like have family rosary. So like we just, you know, pray, eat. It's just always a good time to catch up with the cousins. And that's why I'm really close with my cousins on my mom's side. So yeah, that's just like my fondest memories is just like bonding with them and just having fun. And to this day, even though I'm not really a child anymore, (laughs) still something that goes on. So it's always, you know, just a staple in my life so yeah I would just say that's like my fondest memory but also just you know I never really went traveling so all of my experiences in Victoria so yeah it was just all fun I can't really pinpoint like one thing other than that oh I love that 
yeah, I feel like even though you're an adult now, every time you go to your, your grandparents' place, it's always like you're always a child. Like you're oh, going sure. to be taken care of. You're going to be fed. Literally, <laughs> like, definitely. I literally feel like a kid. I'm just like, oh, I'm just a child. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, when I go to my grandma's place, I'm, like, I'm a child, look after me. <laughs> yeah, and literally your grandma would treat you like a child anyway. like, have you eaten? Yeah, cut, like... cut some fruit for you. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, I think you already kind of touched on it a little bit, but then what are some internal dialogues you might have with yourself about your culture and your identity? Do you still have those, any conflicts or dialogues now? Oh, for sure. I always like, just, it's just always in my head because most people are not mixed, like in, the population so um I always like feel like this kind of just kind of like a jealousy like when I see just I, I just feel like oh if I see like someone with like I'm just like I wish I had that feature like because mm. like I feel like because I'm a mix like I don't look anything like I'm always like I'm kind of racially ambiguous so sometimes I just, I'm, just wish I could be like they always have to ask me oh where are you from and I always have to like mm-hmm. explain and I kind of hate explaining I'm just like what are you gaining out of this yeah I, I don't mind telling people if like we're like in the middle of a conversation they ask me and I'm like we just like you know getting to know each other but I don't want it to be like the first question that someone asked me because I feel like like because like there's so much more to me than just oh I'm Indian Filipino and Vietnamese like you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and I guess that's why I like lean towards like I, well after I graduated especially because because I grew up in such an Asian um diaspora I never really like oh I'm Asian Australian I never like looked at myself and think I'm Asian like growing up I just really um like aspired to be like a white girl like white blonde girl like I loved all the Barbies I loved just always the white girl was my favorite Mm. and I didn't know like I didn't realize how like damaging that was I didn't think um Asian people were like me I thought anyone with like brown hair was like me like Mm -hmm. it's so weird like I never it never occurred to me like obviously and I also thought like oh my family like we know the family dynamics on television because I was really into like tv I was like this is like so different to my family and my family must not be normal Mm. or like maybe one day like my family would be like this because this is like oh this girl is like older than me so maybe when I'm older I'll be like that like there was Mm. no representation so I had nothing to relate to and like yeah and I didn't really think oh I'm Asian or Asian Australian even as like a thing like there was literally nothing so and I was so into tv so I was like okay this is what it's supposed to be like I had to really unlearn that and I guess when I like got into like (laughs) k-pop um that's kind of when I realized oh being Asian I'm Asian first of all and being Asian is cool like that like yeah. I didn't even think like yeah like I said I didn't think I was Asian which is weird I literally am um so after all that I was like oh because I growing up I also just listened to like white people music obviously mm. I mean there's nothing else available to me um yeah so after that then I was like oh I need to like I just became obsessed we're just like kind of making up for lost time like I just wanted to get to know myself as an Asian Australian and like that's why I started writing for AAP because in my uni itself, I would just always write about representation and just about being Asian Australian. Cause there was in my class, especially in the arts, in media, there's not really any Asian people. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to very much highlight that. Like that was the thing that made me unique and the thing I loved to talk about. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I feel like it's, you've, kind of really grown into yourself after graduating because of like the experiences that you've had in in uni I feel like it's always an ongoing thing like questioning your identity but going back to what you were saying about um seeing examples of like families or Asian families in media like that 
I feel has been very limited until recently. And we were talking about it in a past episode. We were like, Tracy was saying that when she was writing her creative writing stories in high school, the main character was always pictured as someone who was like white, blonde hair, blue eyes. And it was because we didn't see any examples of us in the media. Um, If you were to give yourself, your younger self, some advice, what would that be? Ooh. I would just say to not like shy away from who you are well not that you know who you are when you're younger but like (laughs) just like you know I don't know there's so much to learn about yourself you're not gonna know who you are at that point there's so much to learn even now I still have so much to learn so yeah it's just all a journey and it can be a fun one yeah it's fun to learn about yourself your identity so yeah just it's gonna be okay I would say I was very stressed young individual so I would just say it's all right just (laughs) yeah just chill out you'll be okay yeah comfortable with the uncomfortable yeah 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 I feel like your younger self is such a such an age where so many things are happening and it's like in hindsight you can you know you'll be like yeah just relax but it's in the time at the moment you're always like so yeah yeah How would you describe Melbourne's Asian Australian community or scene to someone from a different state? So I guess to Wendy and I. Yeah. Um, I would say, well, where around where I'm from, there's just a lot of um, just just every kind of cuisine. I guess that's kind of like Australian in general. But there's like whole like Vietnamese restaurants just everywhere, which is really good. Like it doesn't matter where I am, even if I'm in like a white suburb, there's always like some Vietnamese restaurants. Just you know, it's the best. Fun me, of course. Um, and then in the city, there's just, it's also just boasting with um, Asian restaurants and stuff. Like Scoopy is one of my faves. Um, oh, I had Scoopy. Have- it was so in good. City. No, in Melbourne. Oh, when I was it's in only Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yes. It's only in Melbourne. It is like the best. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've, I've ever obsessed. had. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess like, because um especially just after I graduated I would always just go to the city and there's always like a new Asian restaurant to try out like Mm. just the community is you know just so talented and I guess identity wise no one really talks about being Asian Australian at least where I'm from like it's kind of something I had to look for no one really cares I guess like it's kind of like I mean I guess people have their own community like if if you're you know homogenous you would just hang out with like your community but I didn't really have that so yeah I just really love to be Asian but I'm not sure if like a lot of people like think of it as like oh the same as me like kind of if you're Asian like Mm. it's kind of like maybe they're at that point where like where I didn't even acknowledge myself as Asian like maybe there's some people like that too but I'm not really sure can't really speak for their experience but yeah I would say there's just everywhere I go at least where I live there's just a lot of Asian people around it makes me feel comfortable and then when I'm like out of my suburb and I do see like an Asian person I always feel like oh I feel like you know just say from cigar the <laughs> instant like, connection yeah, yeah you know it's like even yeah. if I don't obviously I won't chat to them or anything I'm just like oh good to see you <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 what was the journey like for you finding your community I guess like you said you kind of didn't know or you didn't con- think that you were Asian or you didn't think about that idea how like when did you find that community for you the Asian Australian community when I like was looking for just kind of like what was out there like Asian Australian just media just anything like I found like podcasts so I follow you guys 
I just like followed like I just followed every single one I would find like just so that I could like support them so the podcast and then also like writers so like my favorites are like um Michelle Law I've literally thought about this question like before now I'm going blank but there's so many people that I just love and I was studying journalism for a bit um before I was doing professional writing editing so then I would like look at Asian Australian journalists mm-hmm. um and then yeah. I stumbled upon AAP and I was like I just wanted to do, do um find like a writing opportunity for Asian Australian experience and that was like the perfect thing I was like oh my gosh I have to like apply and I was like really scared if I would like get it or not because like I didn't really have like publication experience as much I was just writing my assignments mm-hmm. um it's just it's just like a whole it's kind of like a rippling effect when I find out about like um Asian Australian yeah. things like I think it's so first started I was doing a unit radio audio and podcasting and like the lecturer recommended to look at SIN network which is like a student youth network that's what it stands for and it's just like all these like radio stations like all these different things and I just was like uh, I need to find like something Asian and there was one podcast or yeah. show called in Asian Pop Nation and they did an interview with Jay Uy from Shoes Off yeah, and yeah. I just that was the one yeah. that like I just read it through all the blurbs and like oh I want to listen to this one and I didn't really listen to podcasts at that time like at all and then I just listened to the whole thing and I was so entertained I'm like wow and like that was like <laughs> totally the first time like I really like related to something so much I was like oh my god like it's all about Asian Australian identity and like that's like kind of like, my epiphany was just do that thing just because of that uni unit and then I was like okay like I need to like like find everything like there's so much out there but it's so hidden like how am I supposed yeah. to find this um so yeah then I followed um she's off and they were and then I went to Instagram and they were looking for like people to write articles and I wrote mm-hmm. an article for them and that was like the like because I was doing journalism it didn't really wasn't my passion and then when I was just just writing anything like just an article with no like conventions or anything that's when I felt like this is not work like this feels like just fun and like mm-hmm. so I guess the way that I would like um unwrap and explore my identity was through writing because there's so much like you know thoughts and just all these things that I can't really express but through writing I can and that was just like I was like this is what I want to do so then I was like I need to find another opportunity so then I found AAP and then oh my gosh like just meeting everyone who just like everyone is like so wise and smart like just so much smarter than me like I feel like kind of like oh my gosh I don't sometimes like I just there's just some words I just don't understand literally English words I'm like oh my gosh but like I love I love chatting with them and I love like seeing like they're just doing such amazing things like just people all around or just from Melbourne Sydney but just from you know their background is just so diverse and I'm just like everyone just has the same kind of um you know mission and it's just that that was like I felt like such a community there because we all like just have the same goal um, mm-hmm. despite, you know, all our different disciplines, all our different backgrounds. Yeah, just to today, I just feel so proud and like to be a part of it. And I'm just like, wow, I can't believe it. And like, yeah, I guess everyone, because I'm, I guess I'm like the youngest, but everyone maybe had that or might have thought about like later in life. But I just feel like, I don't know why I'm I'm proud like at the same time even though I'm young and I thought about like this identity from Asian Asian Australian identity like in my head I'm just like more of young people should know agree and be, yeah. you know like it's like I think in my head oh I'm kind of early but actually I feel kind of late as well I'm just like yeah more people like the young people should know like when they're going through adolescence they should also just like we have to talk about identity we don't never talk mm-hmm. about it like especially as first generation as well like why would our 
parents just because they they're like thing when they came here is like they just have to survive they don't yeah like they, they don't know about being an Asian Australian or like being like an Asian growing up in the west like the kind of differences that it comes with and the kind of experiences and I guess finding people who have the same experience as me that's like when I found my community and even with my already like existing Asian friends from high school I always chat to them about it and then they would feel like really like not awakened but just like wow like like then they then they want to chat about it and they can chat about it with their friends I'm just like I like spreading the word I just feel so you know proud to you know let everyone know like oh you should be yeah. proud of your identity it sounds so contagious which I love <laughs> what what do you think has uh changed as a result of finding this community or discovering so many different um avenues that inspire you um yeah, I think just everything about me has changed. Like, I'm not like this. I'm just completely different person to who I was when I was, you know, 10 years ago. Well, 10 years ago, I was 10. But I would say, <laughs> like, when I was an adolescent, like, just, um, yeah. you know, I didn't really care about, like, my culture it, to that level. Also, just being proud of being both, like, Asian and Australian. So, yeah, I would just say everything about me changed. I'm not the same person at all. I feel very comfortable with myself, um, even if it's just as small as like I used to watch like western or just white centric makeup tutorials like Mm. I would like I didn't see you know the Asian features and like yeah just everything changed more of a joyous self and I always love telling even just my family about this um like because obviously you know we have the same cultural background Mm. and then they have like even it doesn't matter if they're older or younger than me, like my cousins and stuff, like, you know, they, they're like, wow, Charlene, like, you know so much. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, but you need to like know as well. And it's just like, oh, if they see like, for example, um, there was like this book, um, Asian Girls Are Going Places by Michelle Law. I already yeah. have this book. I bought it like a few months ago. And then my cousin sent me a picture of it. And she was like, this is such a Charlene book. <laughs> and they're just like, you should get this. I'm like, I already have it. I already have it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. So it's kind of that thing. I'm just like, oh, I'm like the one who just, you know, loves my identity as Asian Australian. I just want to chat to everyone about representation. <laughs> it's like, have you heard about representation? <laughs> Media representation? Like, yeah. I'm just like obsessed. But also it's just a good thing making up for that time where I just did not even yeah. acknowledge it. So yeah. yeah. It's like coloring your identity, I feel like. For me, anyways, the more experiences I have, the more that I discover of the Asian Australian community. It's like yeah. more shading to my identity and coloring. And yeah, it's, it's oh. yeah, really exciting. I think we're in a really exciting spot. Yeah. That is such a beautiful way to think about it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess your journey to media and art, it's generally not probably classified as a typical Asian traditional career. Like, were you encouraged to take this path? Like, how did you fall into that? Mm. So my parents have always been very, like, very, very supportive. They never, like, tried to, like, box me into anything, which I'm really grateful for. Like, they never, you know, what I would hear about, like, you know, young Asians that, like, have to do, you know, become a doctor or a lawyer or engineer or whatever. That was just from what I would hear about. Like, I'm grateful I didn't have that experience. But also, I would say my parents were kind of, unconventional anyway since you know first of all they married outside of their race so they already have to go through that struggle so like Mm. they're not they don't like Mm. care about those like you know prestige or like whatever in their community like yeah I just I'm happy that I could always whatever I want to pursue I knew I they were backing me yeah um yeah so I just knew I always loved writing since I was a little kid um even before I knew I wanted to do as a job I would just it's just every 
when I realized I wanted to do writing in uni, um, that's when I realized every like point in my life, writing was a part of it. Like even if it was just writing my journal. Um, yeah, so writing is my passion, media as well, because I was, you know, clearly I care about media representation so much. I just want to be part of it as well. And I just want, I want there to be a day where like representation just for any community is not like a thing anymore. It's just like normal, yeah. like just to see mm. the world as it is on our screens because you know media is such a huge influence in our life and I just yeah I just feel so happy when I see like Asian people or just people of color on the screen yeah so I would say my main shtick in my writing as well is just about obviously the Asian Australian experience how many times have we said Asian Australian experience? <laughs> but like you know that's, that's what I love um yeah there's something you said that was really interesting that I want to pick up on that your parents I feel, I feel like you said because they married outside their race or their culture that they're more I guess open is that true like I feel like your your parents are they what you call the typical strict parents or do you feel like they have more like flex or like are they more open kind of oh yeah (laughs) yeah um yes I wouldn't say they're typical in any way um they are very you know I'm very close with them like I can Mm kind of just like ever since I was a kid they never like chatted to me like in a like I was a kid like they would just like talk like talk to me normally but obviously there was limits like you know discipline and things like that but yeah to this day I'm very close with my parents I mean yeah. they are still like strict that there's they're always um you know don't date until you finish your degree and like they never really like let me well when I was in high school which I never really went out because I was like had to just focus on my studies but also I didn't really want to go out anyway just because of the way I was raised I just love being at home um yeah. So there's there's that like you know, obviously, well most Asian parents are strict. But at the same time, my parents are just like very chill. Like my friends just love my parents as well. They're like, oh, your parents are so chill. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like my dad is like just a character. Like he's always like telling jokes. Like, but it's really like the way he tells stories is just so funny. I guess that's <laughs> the reason why I love telling stories as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I just love their dynamic. Like my mom is very like introverted, which is just like me, and then my dad is just extroverted but also I'm kind of like that when I'm just with the right people so yeah. I definitely mm-hmm. see a lot of myself in them and yeah I just love hanging out with them like I don't feel like embarrassed to be with my parents I actually love being with them like one time I was at work and then, like my dad like came into my work and like like I felt like so happy when I saw him because like after I, he left my workmate was like oh my gosh like we were just like talking to each other and then when your dad came in you were like so happy like your face just lit up I was like oh Aww. I didn't realize like I just Aww. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I just like you know it's like love my parents so much yeah oh that's so sweet we've got to that's give so him a, sweet. give them a shout out on the potty <laughs> yeah <laughs> shout out they don't even know i'm doing this but i'll let them know afterwards Thanks, <laughs> mom and dad <laughs> i love you guys <laughs> yeah that's definitely not like the average experience that a lot of like asian Australians or our friends anyway like tracy and i were not like we love our parents but i couldn't say like oh my no. parents are my best friends <laughs> like you know some people say that and you're just like uh I don't really I don't really get that yeah like my if my parents, my parents showed up at my workplace I probably oh. wouldn't react the same <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like who who is this why are you here <laughs> yeah going back to uh, your experience at uni you mentioned that not a lot of people do like media or arts not a lot of Asian Australians anyway what was that experience like when you first entered uni Oh, it was such a culture shock. Like, I remember, like, my first class. Um, I can't remember what the unit was, but it was kind of, like, my teacher asked the class, like, oh, what, like, what were your grandparents listening to 
like when they were young like on the radio and then like because every literally everyone in my class was white which was just the first thing like I've never been in a class like I'm the only Asian person usually yeah. like in my high school it was like Asian people were the majority and like the <laughs> yeah. white people were yeah. like the minority there's like three white people in the class at, like max <laughs> yeah so I was like oh my gosh this is so weird anyways um people actually had answers to the question like oh they'll listen to the Beatles and stuff and then when they came <laughs> to me and I was just like oh um my grandma was in the rice fields yeah and like I didn't even <laughs> okay, I was like, like I was just like I don't have time yeah like my grandparents like girl she was like they did not have this like they- no just I couldn't even think of it. <laughs> I'm just like, there's no way. And that was like a kind of thing where it was like, oh, this is not like everyone else, like their parents and grandparents were like, you know, lived in the same suburb that they live in, that they lived in currently kind of thing. And I was like, whoa, that is so like weird and interesting. Like, you know, like my parents, first of all, they come from two different places. Then my grandparents come from different places too. So I'm just like, that is crazy. Like I, that's when I realized, oh, I'm different, but also it made me feel like cool. Like I was like, when I came home, I told my mom, I was like, mom, can you believe like people's like parents, like, like they lived, like for example, if they lived in sunshine, like their parents lived in sunshine, their grandparents lived in sunshine. That is so weird. Like, wow. Like you like came from, you know, the Philippines. Like I can't, like then it really hit me. Like I, this is like my parents like literally left their country to come here. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine like leaving here to go somewhere else, which I don't really need to because they did all the sacrifices. Yeah, I just can't imagine it. I just felt so grateful, felt like, oh, this is like different, at least different to them, but also not different for like Asian Australians. So that's kind of maybe the f- one of the first things that was like, oh, I want to like, explore this because mm. obviously there's lots of people out there like me. So, yeah. Yeah. What what kind of impact do you want to make as a Asian Australian writer? Um, I just want to you know share my experience and just find more of a community like people who want to read my work and just relate to it and just you know there's nothing that like makes me happier than when people like comment on my work and like tell them that they felt seen or like I feel exactly the same way or the I felt this but I couldn't express this and you did and like like thank you I'm just like oh I just always like it makes it like worth it because obviously like a, a career in the arts isn't like stable like you know you don't really know what you're going to do like if you're studying studying if you're in med school like you're going to become a doctor you know what I mean like I'm studying to be a writer but I still don't know what I'm going to do when I um graduate so yeah just hearing that like makes it worth it and it kind of like if because this is my passion whatever how much hard work I have to do like I'm happy to do it kind of thing so that's what I'm grateful for I just want to people to feel seen in my work and hopefully like they learn something about themselves or if my work could be a way that someone's like kind of realizes their identity and makes them feel proud about it, like that would just be like the best thing ever. Yeah. So whatever I do, I just want to um, have like my identity at the forefront and not shy away from who I am. And just to be an Asian Australian writer or even author is just a privilege. And the thought to be with in company with so many other amazing Asian Australian like creatives is just amazing because like they're like my main inspirations do you, do you have um I guess examples of people that inspire you in the community mm. um there there's a lot <laughs> I have a list on Microsoft Word of like this is list of famous Asian Australians I literally made it when I first went to uni <laughs> and and I just just rediscovered it like literally last week and I was like I updated it so much because it's been like 
uh, two or three years since I made that document. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many people I, I didn't even include. Like I didn't, I didn't even know at the time. So mm. yeah, um, I love like Melissa Leong from MasterChef. Yep. Um, oh, I love the way she expresses herself through words. Like that is the reason why I started watching MasterChef when they like updated their season. Yeah. Just because I saw her on the ad, I'm like, oh my yeah. god, like this is everything. Agreed. She's a she's a writer. She's like beautiful. She's Asian Australian, and she, <laughs> oh, just. Oh my gosh, every time I was just, just so like, articulate with her words. Oh, yeah, I love her. Emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way like, she doesn't even have to, like, she just says it. Like, it just comes out of her she, mouth. And, like, you she's, know, she's got it. presence. She's just amazing. She's got presence. Yes. yes. Definitely. Yeah. And I just loved watching her, like, every week. I was just, I just, when she wasn't there, like, there's some episodes she wasn't there. I'm like, why am I watching this? <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah. So she's like, I love her. I love Michelle Law, her her book, which I mentioned before, Asian Girls Are Going Places. Literally one of my favorite books ever. Um, yeah. Not only for the content. I think we, the- we've read it. Oh, it's just amazing. Yeah. Like, I just tapped yeah. so many things. I was like, oh, love, love, love. Like, relate. And those stickers as well. Beautiful. Cutest oh, my stickers. gosh. Recommend <laughs> for anyone listening. Just, you have to, like, have a look at this book because the content is amazing. The pages are beautiful. Love Michelle Law. And this also interviews with other um, Asian Australian women as well, who I love. Um. I love Alicia from Refinery29. She's like the culture editor. Mm. She's um South Asian Australian and she's always writing about like media representation in Australian media just for people of color in general but also with the Asian focus as well. And I, I love reading all her articles. Um um who else? I don't know. There's just so many people. Um but I would say just those two for or three for now. Diving into your experience in AAP as a writer, how has that shaped you, like as a writer overall? Mm. Um, I would say that it's definitely like pushed me to think about my experience. Like, you know, when we just have a pitch meeting, I'm like, oh, what do I want to write about next? So I only I have like three articles up right now, or maybe four. I just love having like an avenue to um publish my work and the fact that I know that it will go to an audience who has the same like values and uh, as me and the fact that there'll be people out there who relate to what I write is you know something I'm really happy to be a part of and it's always like you know kind of like a pinch me moment like wow I can't believe like I'm a writer for a like a an organization and also I just love I just love everyone at AAP like um Yes. Yeah. Love being part of the community um, with the people who like volunteer for AAP, but also just the audience. Mm. Um, it's, I'm just always really glad that I found it. And yeah, even it goes down to like the graphic designer, like, oh, the editors are amazing. Like, oh, they just, I can't imagine my writing without them. They just, no. and like, they don't really like change what I say, but they just help improve it, which is really yeah. good. Um, yeah. And also like the president, like they, she, um, Michelle, she does so much hard work. Shout out to Michelle. <laughs> Shout out um, to Michelle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so the graphic designer does such amazing work. Shout out to Robin. I love Robin. <laughs> um, I love their graphic design for my work. Every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, I love like putting my LinkedIn. I can just see like the beautiful graphic. I'm like, it makes my writing look like so, like, so clickable. Like, oh, so nice. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. love literally everyone just pitching in. Me, like, yeah marketing yeah. events yeah yeah everyone is you, so cool 
yeah we really feel that i think all the the friends and the people that we've speak spoken to in aap you really feel that it's a community and everyone has we i i have learned so much from all the people i've spoken to or we've spoken to from aap and it's just like like you said it's such a diverse community of thought and like different experiences and yeah it's it's really exciting when we get to speak to anyone from aap how do you balance like uni life and aap and anything else that you do outside of that yeah um yeah so i have uni aap and work and also just you know writing on the side um how do i balance it i would say um well, sometimes I just get into like a productive like funk and I'll just, I'm a kind of person who doesn't do one task. I'll just do like multiple tasks. I have multiple tabs and I'll just like switch through like I'm writing for AP or like switch going to doing uni work. Like I'll do like three things at once, which <laughs> I just, well, my focus is very, yeah, my focus is very like, I can't focus on one thing, especially for a long period of time. I take lots of breaks and stuff. Um, Yeah, I guess it's just all about making time. I definitely have a lot of leisure time. Like I love I prioritize, you know, hanging out with my friends and my sister, just chilling, love to just do nothing a lot of the time. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not the kind of person who's like, I used to be a very stressed like person, like, oh, I'm so stressed. Like I wouldn't really get anything done because I was so like anxious and stuff. So now I just like, you know, just chill and just kind of like always looking for opportunities to like write or whatever. I guess it's all, it, it also seems like, like you enjoy everything that you do and it seems like you've had a really positive experience in all of it in terms of like writing and then through AAP being able to share that with the community and helping having people help build that up as well so I think that makes it all the more enjoyable I feel like Tracy and I can relate in the sense that like we love the industry that we're in and so that just makes work feel not like work exactly I'm so glad that you have that because yeah also just being creative people in general I'm sure you guys can relate it's just like your work doesn't really feel like work. It's kind of just feels like a hobby. So that's always like a plus. Um, so yeah, I guess that's why the way of putting it. I just feel, you know, content in everything that I do. So yeah, it's just all a balance of just doing it all and making time making time for it. So yeah. Yeah. What do you want to see in the future of AAP? Like whether that's in the writing space or in the organization as a whole? Um I guess I would just want to see more writing on the journal. But that being said, everyone has their own life. Like we don't get paid to write for AP. We're all volunteering with our Mm. own time. So that just makes it all like the more like amazing, like to see like how everyone has made such a community and such a amazing organization just from everyone doing within their own time. Like we don't do it for like work. Um. So yeah, I would just love to see AAP grow in people, in numbers, in the community, our audience. Yeah, just more people know about AAP and what we do. It all started from like literally a podcast for me. So like it could yeah. be a podcast for someone else. And like, that's just an amazing part of it. Like people are just always emerging, um, young people. And yeah, just excited in general. Yeah. Just I just love being part of AAP. I can't really say, oh, I want this to happen. Like I just love to be part of the ride. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What what happens when um what is the process when you have an idea about something that you want to write about in AAP? Yeah. Um so we have like pitch meetings every so often. Um I think we have like six a year. I can't really remember. But yeah, so when we have our pitch meetings, that's kind of when you would like 
also if, even if you just have an idea in general i would just pass it up with um michelle or now it's um also lena is our i think like writing director i don't know the title but she's like the person we go for like writing writing queries yeah so yeah mostly just being pitch meetings you would just say like your idea and we'll just like you know talk about it um we'll just oh this is a good idea or like we'll then we'll have like organize the editor for the piece mm. and then like a kind of like a due date for the first draft and then yeah we'll go from there like you know the editor will work with you and then there'll be like publication day or like a time to finish the final piece so that it can go to the graphic design team mm. um so that they can like make the visuals for it so that it's ready for publication and then I don't really know like because like sometimes like publication day like I don't know it just like comes up. I'll just like get like notification. Like, oh, it's up. Like I'm really excited. Um, like when it's all finished and then I can see it like on the page. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just a really fun process. And every time I write an article, it's always makes me happy to do so. <laughs> oh, I love it. Your energy is like very exciting. Like I feel like you can feel the energy and the passion that you have for writing and the space. What are some of the best things about being a part of the Asian Australian community? Ooh. I mean, just having a community in general is just the best thing. I love, like, when I just meet new Asian Australians, like, in my life, like, we can always have that relatability. Even if we're not from the same, like, culture, like, background, we still have, like, that experience, which is, oh, it just always makes me feel, like, so connected to people. And then even if, obviously, everyone's on their own journey of, like, their identity and for me as you can tell I'm very passionate about it so like sharing my passion with people about even if they don't really care like themselves about it like I just if they open up the perspective a little bit just from what I am chatting to them to chatting mm. to them about it makes me you know proud yeah I just love the fact that I have a community because I didn't really feel like I had that growing up just because like I always had to like in my head it was kind of just find your cultural community like, you know, if you're Vietnamese, you have Vietnamese people or whatever, like something like that. But I guess because I can I have that as a mixed person, which. Yeah. So when I say, oh, I'm Asian Australian, like you can, this is just like a huge community to like to be a part of. And there's always new people to meet, not only in Victoria, but like all around Australia. Yeah, the di- diaspora is so huge. So I just yeah, the best part of the community is just everything. Like just the community itself is the best part. Like, yeah. What about some of the things that can be improved? um just people being more open about talking about their identity which is just a work in progress because we didn't if you didn't have that growing up how are you just gonna think about that mm-hmm. when you're older um I guess I'm just grateful that I had like all these things like add up to what I am now but not everyone has that so I would just say people be yeah just be more open to be proud about the identity you don't have to like westernize yourself or assimilate or like whitewash yourself which is what I wanted to do for so long like um I just guess people should just know that but we can't really know that until we have more conversations which we're trying to do and then also media representation I feel like it's just a big part of it like we don't realize how much the media influences our life until like you really unpack it because it's so Eurocentric or white centric you just everyone like you know people of color just don't feel seen so mm-hmm. I would just say yeah well, I can't do much as like one person, but I'll try my best to like, you know, work hard to have representation in the media and just support every, like, I would go out of my way to like watch 
I mean, it's not even, it's not like a chore. It's literally my favorite <laughs> thing to do. Like, I love reading. Like, I only, I only read books from Asian authors. Um, yeah. Shout out to Amplify Bookstore, which is like um, Australian book retailer. I don't know what the mm, I need to like. put that down on my list. Oh, yes. Amplify um, Bookstore. They're based in Melbourne and they just have books written by people of color. So Black, Indigenous, people yeah. of color. Yeah. So they have like categories of like, you know, Asian, mixed race, just any like all the categories of authors who aren't white, basically. And it's just like my go-to whenever I need to buy some new books to like just find stories that I can relate to. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like bring bring to the surface like or making it known to people that there are resources like this out there, right? Because I think throughout this entire episode, a lot of what you were saying was like you just didn't have that growing up or you weren't searching for it. And when you found um, that podcast at the very start, that's what started it all. And then it kind of just snowboarded from there. So yeah, share, sharing these resources is so important. And I think having communities to be able to tap into those things are essential as well, which is what AAP is all about. Well, that is a good note for us to end on. Um, I don't know if you know, but every episode we also have a dinner table question segment. So this is three rapid fire questions um, that we'll ask you just kind of quick and fun um, just to get to know you a little bit more. So the first one is aside from necessities, what's one thing that you can't live without? Ooh, um, well, I would say music. Just being um, an anxious person, I always have, like, have music to like accompany my silence or whatever is happening in my world and I just immerse myself in that even yeah. like not a music as an I'm a musician just love listening to music I just I have this music for every mood um just makes the mundane more you know enjoyable and just changes it so I would say music for sure can't live yeah. without it what are your favorites um I just love well I've literally had a phase with like most genres right now I'm just into k-pop I love k-pop just pop music in general but yeah I'm just a huge k-pop fan right now so yeah awesome yeah k-pop I love Blackpink (laughs) (laughs) don't we all (laughs) yeah um what would cheer you up after a bad day well nowadays it'd be my puppy (laughs) we just like got him on so COVID first so yeah, just like oh. I've have yeah, it's not even if I have a terrible day, but I just every day I just feel like excited to see him. He's just such a cutie. Yeah, yeah, just like you know, dogs are just the joy of life. So, um, yeah, just him, and also just my family in general. I just I always have them to chat to. But puppy number one, sorry. <laughs> yeah. what, what's what's his breed? What breed? Is yes, um, what breed of dog is he? Mix Maltese and Shih Tzu. Yeah. Oh, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so god. Love- <laughs> yeah raising raising a dog is not easy but they bring you so much joy because you're just like they don't know anything in the world they're just they're just happy and oh yeah no I can definitely relate I love seeing my dog at the end of the day um last question what's your go-to interesting fact about yourself um well if you haven't met my tw- if my twin is not with me I would just say I have a twin oh. sister <laughs> yeah oh yeah. that is surprising yeah you have a twin sister. Yeah. yeah yes yeah, we always hang out. So it's not really a surprising fact, but if I'm not with her, like 1% of the time. Are you um, identical? We're not identical, but, but people think we are. But I don't think we look identical, but we just look similar. Like we're just, hmm. you know, 
you yeah. know, just just typical twins. So that's my go-to fun fact. Other than the fact that I'm mixed race, which we've already talked about. So yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Twin sister, and she's just my bestie, and we oh, have like the that. same name, like Charlene and Charmaine. So yeah. Oh, Tracy, <laughs> Tracy's sisters um are also twins. Oh, I, I actually think they're the same age as you as well. They're 22. I don't know if that's the same age as you, but I'm 20, uh, but it's close in age. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> anyways. They they're not identical, but they I I'm I'll be out with one of them, and friends would not friends, but uni acquaintances would mistakenly say hi to them, thinking <laughs> they were the other one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, thought, I thought they were identical. I had no idea. No, they're not. Yeah, oh, they do look really similar. Though. But apparently, but- there's this study, like this twin study, where you can go and like they're calling people to like test whether they're actually identical or not identical, and like it's like. <laughs> apparently a thing where it's almost what? like a gender reveal like you reveal your results together and you go what like identical or not I can't remember what it is <laughs> I've had a lot of oh. twin chat in recent times <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. well we're definitely not identical because yeah. um they thought that it was gonna be a boy and a girl um oh. until we were actually born so you know like my parents <laughs> um my mom bought like all like you know pink stuff <laughs> oh, for no. the girl and blue stuff for the boy but to this day, my sister's favorite color is blue. Mine is pink. Like, it was just always, like, oh. that was the thing that differentiate us. Even if we had, like, matching clothes, we would have, like, a headband, like, pink and blue to, like, because we look very the same, similar yeah. when we were little. So, yeah, it's just it's just our thing now, which is just, yeah, it's oh. funny to, like, think about, like, oh, they didn't know until we were actually born, which is just funny. But, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. <laughs> nice. Um, Thank you, Shani. I think this wraps up our episode. It's been so lovely to chat to you. It's been really, really fun. And like, I've learned a lot listening to your experience. And I think your energy is so contagious. I feel very excited about kind of what's next for you and AAP and, you know, in general, this Asian Australian space and community. So thank you for joining us um, at the podcast. Yeah. Thank thank you so much for having me. I feel so happy to be a part of it. And I'm glad that you can get that energy too. (laughs) Yeah. No worries. Um, It's our pleasure. I think it'll be really great to link some of those, you know, resources that we, we we mentioned throughout, but also some of the pieces that you've written for AAP as well would be incredible. Um, so for our listeners, you can find that all in the show notes. We'll link everything as per usual. Um, but until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.